Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential, grow into the men we dream of being, while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? Well, that's the big question. In this podcast, we'll help you answer those questions and more. My name is Brent, and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to Fallible Nation. You guys make these episodes possible, and a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. My name is Brent, and today my guest is Yuri Doroshak. Yuri is passionate about helping men, especially men with families, live healthier lives, more energetic, and get that dad bod under control. Yuri, welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Brent. Super excited about our conversation. It's going to be a good one. I know as a dad, I could work on my dad bot and I'm trying to. So I think a lot of men are going to be able to relate to this conversation. Now, Yuri, before we get rolling, I start the show with a silly question. So what is the term for a group of owls? Is it A, blessing, B, terror, C, confusion, or D, parliament? I'm going to say terror because they terrorize me. All right, we're going with B, terror. All right, now, none of y'all cheat. Don't pause the episode and go look up the answer. You'll find out at the end. Play our game. Play with us. Make your guess. Write it down. Yuri, in your own words, who is Yuri Durashak? Yuri is someone that, that wants to help and serve other people. I feel like my purpose in life, my calling is to make the other person better. So anybody that crosses paths with me, paths with me, I want to make them better, whether it's health and fitness, whether it's theology and scripture. I'm a person of faith, so I hold that near and dear to me, but I want to be a giver to those that are in my life. And so that's kind of who I am. I will give into your life before I start taking it, however that may look for that person. All right. Now, Yuri, I like to spend some time getting to know my guests. And so if you could have a conversation with anyone in history, who would it be and why? And let me throw out this caveat. Jesus is the default answer for 99% of people. So if it's Jesus, that's fine. But you have to give me someone else too. That's a great question. So many people. I would probably have to go with Adam and Eve. I don't think they ever get brought up. Adam, let's go with the first man. How was it in the garden? What was the garden like? You know, he was lonely. He was uh, he was the first one here. So yeah, let's go with Adam. Okay. All right. You know, I've never had that answer. So that's definitely a original one. I always like to see people who ask, but I love the fact that a lot of people want to meet Jesus. And that's great. But it's almost too easy of an answer sometimes, right? That's the ultimate little Jesus button for a lot of people. You know, you mentioned Jesus. I actually would have had said Jesus. Really? Because, yeah. And the reason why is because I know his heart by reading scripture. And he has given me everything that I probably need to know. Like he said it, what I needed to know for my life. So I feel like he didn't leave anything out. And he's living today. And so I feel like there is still that connection with him. So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What purchase of $100 or less have you made in the last year that's had the biggest impact on your life? $100 or less. Ski tickets. I went snowboarding last week and I loved it because rest is important in our life. So we went to Vail with a few friends and I got a good deal on some tickets. Nice. Good deal at Vail is hard to come by. What area of the country do you live in? I'm in Dallas, Texas. You're in Dallas? Okay. And we currently have a ridiculous ice storm. You've probably seen it online, Damn. on the news. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of an unusual bit for Texas. Kids are at home. And can I just tell you something? No school hits differently as a parent compared to when I was a kid. Oh yeah. We got, yeah. Four. we got four at home. 
my sister's a school teacher in Missouri and talking to her yesterday. They're on their third snow day in a row, and she's even going a little stir crazy as a teacher. So I'm telling you, no good, no good, no good. We as Jordan, as Jordan Peterson would say, no good. Our kids don't even get snow days because we homeschool them now. So, you know, I tip my hat to everyone that homeschools. It, it takes a certain kind of resilience and a certain kind of mom and dad. Like that is impressive to not That's only Sarah. Yes. I, did, I didn't want to stereotype, <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, it's probably the mom that's holding down the fort. I don't know. I'll tip my hat. My, my wife does most of the work on our homeschooling because I'm usually busy trying to edit something or record something. So she, she wears a lot of hats besides doing the engineering in the background of the podcast. She's got my children in front of her where she's sitting, working with them in their homeschool. So she's got her hands full for sure. What's one random fact that people don't know about you? At this stage of my life, most people don't know that I spent the last eight and a half years. Well, not the last eight and a half years. I spent eight and a half years Christian ed and I'm a seminary grad. I was going to plan a church and go the ministry route, but then I, you know, I shifted gears to health and fitness. So I have a, I have a master's degree in theology. But I'm a weight loss expert. Wow. Okay. That is a slight jump. What's something everybody needs to know about you before we dig in today on the subjects? That I'm passionate about helping you go from feeling stuck in your health and fitness to living your best life and being in the best shape of your life. And... I will meet you where you're at and help you move forward and make progress and steps as opposed to giving you some ideal of what you should or shouldn't do, what you should or shouldn't eat, you know, bad you for not, instead of kicking you while you're down, providing small steps that you can take to get some momentum in your life as it relates to your health and fitness. So I'm for you. I'm rooting for you. All right, guys, we're going to roll to our first sponsor and we will be back with Yuri and start delving into the problem that a lot of us men face once we start to build our lives of dealing with the dad bod and our health declining. We'll be right back with more of that. Now, before we go any further, I wanted to share with you guys, I don't always tell you how much I love doing my podcast. Like I passionately love what I'm doing. And one of the things that makes my life better as a podcaster is to work with a company like Grow Your Show. Grow Your Show is a one-stop podcast do it all. Now, I use Grow Your Show for my marketing, but Grow Your Show is literally a one-stop shop. You can record your episode and just drop it off with them and they take it from there. It's amazing. If you are interested in picking up podcasting as a hobby, or maybe you're looking to expand your business and use podcasting in that aspect, talk to my friends over at Grow Your Show. Adam will take care of you, I guarantee it. I trust him. He's my friend. He's my business colleague. And I wouldn't trust anybody else with my show. And we're back, guys, with Yuri Dorshik. Tell you I'm going to mess that up. And we're talking about a problem that all of us are probably familiar with. If you are a couple years in your life, you've gotten married, maybe you started having kids, go on to the regular grind. And I hate to use that word, but this happens to a lot of us, right? We stop being 19-year-olds with magic metabolism and life happens and we sit and we stare at screens and we work all day and we're just trying to scramble by and we eat crappy food and that just doesn't last so yuri will you share your dad bod story with us yeah so i entered the health and fitness industry back in 2005 i was an in-person trainer for a solid three, four years. So I ended up moving from California to Texas to pursue kind of my education. So I kind of left the health and fitness industry and went to school, ended up getting married, had kids. And so it was 2017, 2018 <clears throat> that I was in the worst shape of my life because life happened 
kids, right? Work, school. And so I remember getting on an airplane, buckling my seatbelt and just feeling so much pressure around my midsection. And I had to unbuckle my pants belt and button just so I could breathe. And so it was in that moment that I realized, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, this is ridiculous. This is out of hand. I refuse to buy even larger clothes. I was already on my bigger size. You know how we have multiple sizes, size clothes in our closet. Well, I was already on the bigger set and now growing out of that. And so, but I did have a few short stints in the past where I lost 10, 15 pounds. But then over time, you kind of get comfortable again. You slide back to your old habits and routines and you gain everything back. And so I knew this time my journey had to be different. My strategy had to be different. My approach had to be different for me to lose my, all of my weight once and for all. And so I had about 65 pounds that I needed to lose. And so that's kind of where I came up with my 4A formula. It's a framework I used and I use for my current clients to kind of lose weight in a way that's realistic, realistic, sustainable, and enjoyable. Because Brent, at the end of the day, the goal isn't just weight loss, it's to lose the weight once and for all and create new lifestyle, new habits around your life. So you could just be a better dad, a better hus husband, a better person, better employee. And so I kind of created that framework and that's helped me tremendously. I haven't gained anything back and I have more energy, more confidence. Like I love mowing my lawn without my shirt and not fearing that my neighbors are peeking through their blinders, wondering what is that neighbor doing? He needs to put on his shirt. So I just feel more confident in myself. And I challenge my kids all the time. I dare you to have more energy than me because I will run circles around you. So just me as a father, that's impacted me so, so positively after I lost that weight. So that was my problem. I was just stuck feeling tired, sluggish, coming home from work, looking at my time, you know, no dad's going to admit this, but looking at my watch, wondering when's bedtime, you know, but I just got home from work and you're like, I'm exhausted and they want my attention. They want my focus and I want to wind down. And so that was my problem. And I'm like, man, this is not my best life. Like, this is not how it's supposed to be, right? We need to enjoy our kids. We need to enjoy our marriage. Like that should be fun. That shouldn't be as draining as it is a lot of times. And I realized it was because I just didn't take care of my health, didn't take care of me. And so that was the problem I was in. Yuri, at a time when we have more information than we've ever known what to do with before. I mean, the amount of available information to the general public is massive, right? There are a lot of weight loss strategies out there. There are a lot of diets, right? There's a lot of health and fitness. You can't go on social media without just being bombarded by the health and fitness industry. There is so much information out there. How is it is so difficult for all of us to keep that in check? I think that's part of the problems. There's just so many people giving their opinion. And a lot of uh, and a lot of them they just might have good genetics and they feel like they're qualified to, you know, teach people how to lose weight, eat healthy because they have a six pack. And so they're not really qualified, but everybody has an opinion. I'm sure, you know, someone's grandma in Siberia has some kind of diet plan written on a piece of paper that if you drink vinegar and, you know, put lotion on your forehead before the sun comes up, you'll lose weight. Like everybody has some kind of thing. And so I think it's just finding, finding the right, right source, someone that you connect with, someone that you trust and just listening to that one or two individuals. But the information is not the challenge. I think it's accountability. It's not knowing the right information per se. It's about having someone that's going to hold you to a higher standard. That's going to help you walk this journey. Because most of us, if we just acted on what we knew 
to do on any matter on marriage you want a better marriage like if only we acted on the information we need to be true and implemented it our marriages would get better same thing for weight loss if we implement but why aren't we implementing it i found it's because of two reasons and this is what i tell my clients all the time the reason why you're getting results is not because i'm smarter than google the reason why you're getting results is a you invested money into your coaching and where your treasure is there your heart will be we pay attention to what we invest our money in i remember in high school people would you know start driving they have cars and you had that one kid where daddy bought him the car and it's a very nice car daddy bought him the car and guess what that student really didn't take care of that car compared to the other kid who saved up every penny to buy that beater car. But because it cost that kid something, he washed it more times. He kept it clean. He got upset when there was a ding or a scratch. We pay attention to what we invest in. So that's number one. Number two, all right, why people don't take action is because they don't have accountability. They don't have somebody holding them to a high standard that's going to push them. And there's something about all of us hating to disappoint somebody else. And so when we know we have someone that's saying, Hey, you skipped your workout. Hey, you're eating too many calories. What's going on? There is a little pressure to, to step up our game because someone's going to check in on us. And I think, those are the two elements that a lot of people miss. They don't have accountability and they haven't invested in anything. Therefore, they have the information, but they never do nothing with it. So I actually have six brothers. There's an interesting fact for you. Six brothers, no sisters. And I had one brother who wanted free tips, free coaching from me. I'm like, sure, let's go. So I answered his questions, encouraged him, you go do your thing. And he did it for a few months and fizzled out. I have another brother who's like, look, I don't need tips. I don't need advice. I need you to coach me. And I want to invest my money like a regular client, even though we're brothers, I'm going to invest and I want you to coach me. And so he's down about 50 pounds already and he's still on his journey. Why? Because we pay attention when we invest money, time, and when we have accountability. And a lot of times people, we want something free. We want a new secret, you know, information piece that we think we're missing, which is why we're not taking action. It's not it. No accountability, no personal investment, no skin in the game. And that's why we feel stuck. Okay. Now, what do you say to all of these parents out here? Because I know... Like the first, first thing someone is saying right now in their mind is was like, well, you don't understand how busy my life is, right? You know, I run my own business. My wife is homeschooling our kids. We're doing all this stuff. We were talking before the show. I've got a lot going on right now, right? As a parent, I'm going, oh my goodness, just trying to keep up, trying to be regular in the gym, trying to stay on top of my diet. I know so many parents right now, so many dads are out there going, right? Yeah, I don't have time to be healthy. I don't have time to, what do you say to that? I totally get it. I sympathize with that. And what I tell that individual is include your family, inc include your kids in your journey. And so it's not about you just adding one more thing that's going to pull you away from your family, from your wife. But think of ways how you could incorporate them in your journey. And that's what I did. So the way that looked for me, especially like during the pandemic, I bought cheap bands on Amazon, 20 bucks. And I did home workouts in my living room. And my kids were around me. They were watching cartoons, but I was doing my workout. And then they would come off the couch and pick up those bands or the dumbbells that I had next to me and they were present there. So I felt like I was still with them, 
And they were being exposed to dad getting in shape. And so kids will do what they see you model to them, not what you tell them. So I saw it as a win-win. Like instead of me going to the gym and being gone for hours at a time and away from my family, I'm like, no, if I'm going to sit on the couch and watch my Dallas Cowboys football game, why not just do some bands in the living room, 15, 20 minutes, create that habit, that small habit. doesn't have to be an hour or two each time. And as you create that habit, you will realize that, you know what? I want to invest a little bit more time into this. And so then you will maybe take away some time from, you know, Netflix, from other things that are taking away from you because now you enjoy it. And so today, my 10-year-old daughter works out with me once a week. She begs me every time, Daddy, take me to the gym. I want to work out with you. Why? Because for the last four or five years, I took them to the gym kids club. And I checked them in and I would go do my workout. And they would peek through the window, see me lift. We'd make eye contact. And it was just something that we did. Which, by the way, my wife was like, go to the gym. Because she had some alone time. She had some downtime where I took all four of our kids to the gym and she gets a break. And that's what I call a win-win in marriage. And so it wasn't me removing myself from my family. It was me saying, how can I incorporate my family? Because A, I want to get fit and stay in shape. And B, expose them to exercise. So that way they, as they grow up, will know that that's important and I'm certain that they will all work out just like I do as they continue to grow up. Okay. Now let's throw out the next objection that we're going to hear on this discussion is do you advocate for a specific type of diet, right? Cause there's a billion, billion diets out there, right? There's the keto diet, which I personally enjoy, but that's a personal choice for me because it works for me, right? There's paleo there. There's a bazillion diets out there, right? There's the Atkins, there's, Weight Watchers, there's all these different diets. Do you advocate for a certain form of eating with the way you work on nutrition? Absolutely. We all have a diet and it's the one that we're on right now. The one that we're comfortable with, the one that we do every day. And so my approach is to look at what someone is doing, how much they're eating and make small tweaks to what they're currently doing. And so the goal is not just weight loss, right? The question I solve is how can I lose weight in such a way that once I get to my goal, there's nothing else to go back to because the way I lost weight was realistic, sustainable, and enjoyable, right? So it's not just about weight loss, it's permanent weight loss. And so I found Instead of putting someone in a box, instead of saying you must eat like this, sure, someone can do that as long as their willpower is there, but eventually it fades and they're like, I want to go back to X. And so for me, I love pizza. I'm like, if I'm going to lose weight, I better lose weight while I still eat pizza. Obviously, I didn't eat it every day, but I want that a part of my quote unquote diet. So instead of giving people a list of things that they should eat, shouldn't eat, instead of labeling foods as like, this is good for you. This is terrible for you. And creating some kind of ideal that's not attainable. I just meet people where they're at. What are you doing now? How are you eating? Let's make these little tweaks that will put you in a calorie deficit so that over time you will begin to lose weight. And so that's what I advocate. Some people call that like flexible dieting, but that's what I'm about is eating the foods that you're eating and then making small tweaks. Now, are there food that are more nutritious? Are there food that are more healthier for you? Of course, but here's the thing. It's not about the ideal. It's about 
taking baby steps. And maybe five years from now, you're going to switch from white rice to brown rice. Maybe. You know, is that a great move? Sure. But you could lose weight while eating white rice. And the key is not to try to make a ton of changes from the get-go. That's why, Brett, people are hesitant to start some kind of journey because they're like, oh, I got to do this. I got to work out every day. I have to give up my wine or my pizza. I have to, and whatever, fill in the blank. Everybody has something that they envision they have to give up, which is why there's that hesitation to start to begin with. And when they finally talk to me, I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. You don't have to work it out every day. In fact, you don't even have to work out, you know, for an hour. You could do 20 minutes. Can you do 20 minutes three times a week? Oh, that's it? Is that going to do anything? Like, absolutely. You're going from zero workouts to three times a day, 20 minutes workout. That, that's growth. That's progression. So that, that's kind of how I approach it. Okay. Flexible dieting, eating in a calorie deficit if weight loss is your goal. As far as what you're eating... We're not even dealing with that at the front end. Okay. I know that's one of the hardest parts for any change for people is they try and jump into these big, huge life-changing habits. Like, okay, right. That's why new year's resolutions always wipe out. Okay. I'm going to go work out five days a week and I'm only going to eat this diet. And I'm going to, it's like, have you ever dieted? Do you even go to the gym yet? And you're going to go five days a week? No, no, you're not. I've been in the gym most of my life. I started working out. My dad got me in the gym probably, I don't know, 11 years old, 12 years old. I started going to the YMCA gym with him. And so I've been in the gym. That's where I take my kids. On and off my entire life. And every year, right? It's the New Year's resolution crowd. January 2nd, the gym's like slammed. And I'm just sitting there going, ah, well, parking will be easier in about six weeks. Because I know... Oh, really? I know in six weeks, most of those people are not going to be at the gym. And I honestly, I wish they were. I really do. I hate seeing so many people fail their New Year's resolution because they just don't understand the con the simple concept of change, right? They try to make it too big, too much, too fast. Now, guys, we all know this problem. And you're always right. There's so much you already know. In the next part of the show, we're going to dig into how you can take this information, all right? Actionable steps. We want you to walk away with here feeling good about you can make these changes in your life. Yuri's going to outline his 4A process with us and the steps to start taking. And we're going to dig into that because he wants you to be able to have life you want. Have the life you want with your family, have the energy you need so you can enjoy your kids and your downtime. You shouldn't be coming home just tanked every day because a lot of that has to do with our health. I know it's a problem I've dealt with all my life. I tend to run heavy really easily. I have to be really restrictive with my diet because I put on weight very easily. And so this is an ongoing process for a lot of us men. And Yuri's going to help us out with this when we come back from this break for our sponsors. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple of years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. Guys, welcome back. In the first part of the show, we were discussing dealing with weight gain and loss of our health that seems to affect a lot of us as men as we grow with our families and the years move on, right? We get out of that golden age when we were 16 to 25 and could eat anything we wanted and still look great. Yuri is sitting down with us in this part of the show after answering some questions about just generally how we end up in that situation. We're going to dig into some action items and Yuri's 4A fat loss formula and how you can achieve the healthy lifestyle you want without totally disrupting your whole life and your whole family. Realistic results through incremental improvement. Yuri, we're going to dig in here. You find yourself 65 pounds overweight. 
you felt bad, you had low energy, you're going to help walk us through that, right? Yes, yes, but before we do, can I quickly follow up with something you said before the break? And that Absolutely. was your dad got you into working out. And so growing up, did he work out? Did he model that to you? Realistically, no. I actually asked about weights. And so my dad was a really big, my dad was 6'5", 350 pounds for most of my life. Like his forearms were bigger than most guys' calves. The dude was just huge. His uncles were legally giants. They were all like 6'7 or above. That's and the thing? So, Legal giants? Yeah, over 6'7, you're considered a giant actually, legally. That's awesome. What a it's, it's like under, I think, four foot, you're considered a little person. But yeah, so my dad's uncles were all really big men. And so I asked dad about weights because we were going, his workout, my dad liked to swim. He'd go swim laps. And so like in, in sixth and seventh grade, I would get up in the morning at like five o'clock in the morning with my dad and go swim laps at the YMCA pool before school. My brother, my sister were all swimmers. We were all swimmers and swim team and stuff like that growing up. And so my dad got into swimming laps because he was such a big guy. It was easier. He played football when he was younger. So he had torn up his joints pretty bad. And just being a big guy has wear and tear on your body anyway. And so it was me asking him about weights. He was like, oh yeah, we can go do that. And then he was hit and miss. Once he couldn't go to the gym, we moved where he couldn't go swimming anymore. He stopped working out as much, but it was, he wanted to swim. It was like, okay, I like swimming. I'm curious about weights now. And that little prodding. Got it. But see that what I'm hearing is that was in the context of a gym. So although he was swimming, we would just say that's just endurance cardio, but that was in the context of a gym. And so that was enough to plant a seed to kind of, you know, pique that interest for you. Mm -hmm. I remember working out at a gym Friday night and there were two teenagers, boyfriend, girlfriend working out. It was like 7 PM. So high schoolers, 7 p.m. Friday night. I'm like, who does that? Like, what high schoolers are going to work out at, during that time? And so a thought came to my mind. I'll bet their parents either A, currently work out and modeled it, or B, used to work out. So I just randomly came up to them and I said, hey, random question, but you guys are here. It's Friday night working out. No other, you know, teenage high schoolers are here. Did your mom or dad work out? Did they model this to you? And they both looked at each other like, yes. Like mom still does the CrossFit. Dad still works out regularly. And I was like, that's it. It was modeled to them. And now these kids are growing up doing it themselves. So there's power in us dads just modeling this stuff. It's A, you're going to become healthier, better version of yourself. And B, you are creating and, you know, putting these seeds into your kids and they will grow up modeling kind of after you. So it's a win-win. We as dads just need to model. If nothing else, we're going to do it for our kids. Okay. Very, very good point. I'm a big believer in dads are the, a primary role model. Yep. How you live matters so much to your children. I'm not sure we're even capable of grasping how big of an impact that truly is. Your kids see everything you do. So something I'm a big proponent of is the way you live your life. You're setting the stage for your kids. Now, how did you lose his weight? Right? Cause there is, I mean, if it was just that clear, to most people, we'd all be healthier, right? And I don't think it's that complicated, but it's not that apparent to everybody or we'd all be a bunch of healthier people. So how did you work this out? You said you lost 65 pounds in a year. That's huge. That is massive weight loss in a year. Yeah. Did you crash so, diet? Did you, I mean, I don't think that's healthy. So no. No. So another layer of difficulty to add to that 65 pounds at that time, my corporate job had me flying 48 out of 52 weeks. 
So I was navigating airports, hotels, and kind of meeting with clients and having coffee, lunch with them, things like that. So I had that layer of difficulty that I was not on my home turf. I didn't have my kitchen for half the week. So how did I lose the 65 pounds? So kind of my framework, the 4A formula that you alluded to, that the first A is awareness. We must become aware of what we're eating, how much we're eating. And so the way you do that is you have to have some kind of food diary. I use MyFitnessPal. It's a free app that you could just type the food that you're eating, how much of it, it'll tell you how many calories you're eating. And so we don't know what we don't know. And most people, we just don't know how many calories certain foods have. We don't know how much exactly we're eating. We kind of have a feeling. We might say, I feel like I don't eat a lot. I feel like, and it's just kind of no hard data. It's just kind of this feeling. Well, they did, there was a study done between regular people and dietitians, and dietitians were, were under-reporting by 30%, under-reporting what they were eating. And these are people that deal with food for a living, dietitians, and the regular population, higher percentage. And so the point being is just like a budget, you have to kind of track what you're eating, how much you're eating. Most people are surprised by how many calories are just in the liquids that they drink. Orange juice, our frappuccinos, our lattes, all of that adds up over time. Now, I'm not saying you can't have that. What I'm saying is we must become aware of what we're eating, how much we're eating. So that was the first thing I did. How much am I eating? I started logging, tracking, that gave me an idea, all right? And then the next A, okay, is accuracy. Once I had a good sense of what I was eating, now it was time to eat in a calorie deficit. And basically a calorie deficit is you eating less than your body is burning. When you're eating less calories than your body burns, you're what we consider in a calorie deficit. And over time, you will lose weight. So notice I didn't even bring up what types of food to eat. It's irrelevant. It's about for weight loss. It's irrelevant. Now, are there healthier foods? Absolutely. And there are benefits to that. But you could eat too many calories of healthy foods and gain weight. Like that you could overeat on healthy foods. So healthy eating is not synonymous with weight loss. And so a lot of times people think, I just need to eat healthy, therefore I'll lose weight. No, you're just eating healthy and that's good for your body, but that doesn't mean that we will lose our fat. People and are seriously so, undereducated about a lot of health food that you that they advertise as healthy at the store. Just sorry, I had to throw this in, is not healthy. Like hundred percent. There are so many hidden sugars and so much crap processed crap in so many things that are labeled healthy that a lot of people are overeating calories and not even knowing they are because they're eating healthy foods. Sorry, 100%. No, you're right. When my clients like send me pictures of, Hey, should I eat this? And they usually send me a front label, the marketing label. I'm like, I don't care about the marketing label. I don't care about what they want to highlight. Take a picture of the back, the nutrition label, so I could see everything. And I'll tell you if this is a good food. But you're right. Yeah, there's a lot of marketing there that, that, that kind of make you think it's healthy, but it's really not. So, so accuracy, you got to be in a calorie deficit over time. So I logged my meals. And I knew every time my head hit the pillow that Yuri was in that calorie deficit. I just knew. And so over time, the weight started to go down. And so I'm still eating pizza. I still have some ice cream. I'm still eating like a normal person. Now, yeah, there are things that I did, let's say practically, right? I'm flying into Miami. I will 
call the front desk ahead of time and ask for a mini fridge to be sent up to my room. And once I land into Miami, I take my Uber to a grocery store and I buy some berries. I buy some snacks, some protein snacks. I plan ahead. So when I check in, I already have my food, my snacks already there. And guess what? Before I booked my hotel, I made sure that I, the hotel was next to some restaurants that I like to eat. And so my big three, Yuri's big three, here they are. Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, God's Chicken, right? And Chipotle. And Chipotle. Those three, I will give credit to single-handedly helping me lose 65 pounds. And so I ate those. And so I had my go-to meals at Starbucks. I had my go-to meals at Chipotle and Chick-fil-A. And so that was taken care of. I did that planning. So that helped me stay in that calorie deficit. That is the key, calorie deficit. Not, oh, I ate this fat-burning food or, oh, I stopped. I got rid of all sugar. Like, that's fine. You can get rid of all sugar. But if you're in a calorie surplus, you will not lose weight. And the big one is like, do not get rid. This is for me. Don't get rid of carbs because we are wired to eat carbs. That's why naturally when someone just tracks what they're eating, 40 to 50% of our calories come from carbs because our body needs carbs. It's about leveraging those carbs and making sure that we stay in a calorie deficit. And so when you think of carbs, right, we think of pasta, but really it's not the pasta that gets you. It's the Alfredo sauce in the pasta. And that is high in fat, high in calories. It's not the potatoes that get you. It's the creamy butter that it's just swimming in. And so when we talk about carbs, most people, when they're eating carbs at a restaurant or even at home, we don't eat it the way it's made, like just rice. We start adding things like oil. We start adding butter for quote unquote flavor, but that's really what's doubling, tripling our calories. So we're like, oh, potatoes is the culprit. That's what's preventing me from losing weight. No, it's not the potatoes. It's probably if you just didn't put the butter and just put salt and pepper on your potatoes that you could have reduced your calories by 40%. It's not the it's not the pasta that's hurting you. It's the Alfredo sauce that's twice the amount of calories as the actual pasta. And then people are back in that awareness phase, the first A, it's like, "Oh, I see." And that was my challenge. That was my big eye opener at Chick-fil-A. I would get a sandwich, 350 calorie grilled sandwich. And I would dip every single bite into Chick-fil-A sauce. I mean, because you know God has to stir that sauce with his own finger. Like, for sure. I'm convinced of that. It tastes so good. But guess what? When I put it into my fitness pal, I realized a packet of sauce is 130 calories. Two is about 260. So I thought to myself, wait a second. I'm eating a 350-calorie sandwich. But, but my sauce was 260, almost the same amount. So wait a second, Yuri. If I had two sandwiches, no sauce, I'm eating almost the same amount of calories than I was when I was eating sauce and sandwich. I'm like, let's go with the two sandwiches because now I'm even more full. I'm not as hungry as soon after. And so I made that switch. That was that awareness part, eating smart. So it's not about necessarily eating less because most people would argue having a sandwich with sauce is eating less food than having two sandwiches. But the reality is if you're looking at just calories, the two sandwiches is about the same, slightly more, but that's two sandwiches. So, so in accuracy, you're just 
getting more consistent. You're creating those habits. You're obviously working out. I was working out three to four times a week, 30, 45 minute sessions. They were quick. They weren't like what I did in high school for hour and a half and half the time it's just talking with friends and it's like two hours later, you're leaving the gym. And so the third A is accelerate. Once the person has kind of a habit of logging food, once you have the habit of exercising three times a week for let's say 30 minutes, then we want to accelerate and by accelerate our, our progress, we ask the question of what more can I do realistically to speed up my process? Cause now the car is moving. It's no longer parked. It's moving. So the question is, can I push it a little bit faster? And so for someone, it might be, you know what? I'm going to do 10 minutes of cardio after my workout. I could sacrifice another 10 minutes, three times a week after my workout. And that might be what they do to slightly accelerate calorie burn to get themselves closer to their goal just a little bit quicker. Somebody else might say, you know, I'm going to park at the end of the parking lot every time I go to the grocery store. Or I'm going to volunteer as a dad to go do grocery shopping. Why? Because it's going to get me to get out the house. It's going to get me to push the cart walk around aimlessly through the grocery store, call my wife 50 times because I can't find the sour cream, but I'm moving. I'm walking. If I do that once, twice a week, that's X amount of calories that I would have have burned. And so we're just finding creative ways of speeding up our pro progress, taking the steps over the elevator or escalator. A lot of times we think like, oh, is that really going to make a big difference? Well, if you're already working out, if you're in a calorie deficit, yes, that snowball keeps rolling and it's going to create it's going to create significant impact for your progress. And so we just ask what more can you do? And everybody is different. Some people have four kids, some people are newlyweds, some people only have one child. And so everyone is different. I don't want to impose what that means or what that looks like. Cause again, my goal is to make sure that the pro their strategy is sustainable. And so some clients, they are like, Hey, I want to work out five times a week. Fine. Others will say, you know, I hate cardio. I don't really want to do a lot of cardio, but I could do an extra lifting session. That's you, Brett. You're yes. nodding, right? I'm not a big fan of cardio myself. And so that's the th third A is accelerate. And the fourth phase is advance. And I feel like people want to start at that phase first, which is why so many of us feel stuck in our weight loss journey. And that advances, okay, now that you got your habits kind of solidified, you're working out, you're eating less calories, you're in a deficit, you are drinking more water, you're getting your eight hours of sleep, you have momentum, this car is moving forward, you've added a little bit more to accelerate your progress, you're moving, you got momentum, people are now saying, wow, you look different, you look much better, are you working out, what are you doing, you're getting compliments, and then the fourth is advanced, and that deals with, okay, I've been eating food that I typically eat, but I'm in a deficit, then we start asking the question of, well, is this the best food for you? Is this the most healthiest food for you? Notice we didn't start there in the very beginning. And a lot of programs, a lot of things out there, they start there. Oh, you're eating this? Stop eating that. Oh, you're eating that? No, no, eat this instead. And it's this 180 degree overhaul that just freaks us out because it's just so much work all at once and then we're like yeah this isn't for me we don't have no more willpower and we're done and so that's where i'm like okay you know i've noticed you're eating you know frozen meals yes you're in a calorie deficit yes you're losing weight but you do realize it's processed food and it's just not good for you what if we what if we prepped some of that, those meals? What if we just made fresh 
rice, maybe grilled some chicken or some salmon instead of buying the frozen stuff. I that because it's convenient. And then that person finds it so much easier to be like, yeah, I could do that. I can try that. And then we start kind of going more advanced and dealing with the types of foods that we're eating and saying, you know what, I could, I could eat more vegetables. You know, I could try to eat more brown rice than white rice. That's kind of more advanced. And I'd say that is like, has no, no end date or has no finish line because it's a life style. It's a lifelong journey of constantly making those small changes, but it doesn't have to happen day one, January 1st. You know, I need to start quote unquote eating healthy to lose weight. That's not how it works. So that's kind of the framework I take my clients through in order for it to be realistic, sustainable, and enjoyable, and honestly permanent for the rest of their life. Yuri. Now guys, if you're getting something out of this, be sure to do the good social media nonsense. You know, I hate that stuff. Give us likes, reviews, share this, blah, blah, blah. Best thing you can do, honestly, share this with somebody who would benefit from it. You didn't, I don't care. Likes and reviews are amazing, but guys, share this with somebody that it will make a difference in their life that will help them. That's the best thing you can ever do for us is just share us with somebody because you heard this one. You know, my friend has struggled with this and I think it's because they make it too complicated. So share this with somebody who will benefit from it. Yuri is laying a lot of great foundation here for us to get started. Yuri, what are the first three steps that some, you would tell someone right now listening to this show Say, I want to start making this transformation in my life. You approach things with small incremental steps, which I love because that's how we approach everything here. What are the first three steps our listeners can take away from this episode right now at the end of the episode and start just putting in their life? Download my fitness pal and just start logging exactly what you're eating. Now, if you're like, I don't know how much rice I'm eating, just eyeball it one cup, a cup and a half. So just get a good sense of how many calories you're eating. Okay. And so once you kind of have that, that's your nutrition piece, then go to the exercise piece. Start exercising home workouts. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need to start spending tons of money on equipment, type fitness bands on Amazon, or go to the store if you don't have Amazon in your part of the country and just get some fitness bands. You go on YouTube and just type home body workouts without weights, home body workouts, and just do those for 15, 20 minutes and be consistent. That's the third thing. Be consistent. If you do those things and you start exercising consistently and you start being more aware of what you're eating, okay, and you're doing those two things consistently, then it's going to be easier later on to be like, okay, how can I evolve my workout? How can I add a little bit more intensity? How can I get in a calorie deficit? Because now you've established the habit of tracking and logging your food and exercise. And those are the two foundational pieces. Okay. And then you start making tweaks. You start building off of that. And it's much easier than trying to do that on day one. All right. And a quick equation. This is gold for you. If you're like, okay, great. I'm tracking. I know how much I'm eating, but how much should I eat Yuri in order to lose weight? Here it is. It's a quick equation. It's not the most accurate, it's an amazing starting point. Remember, imperfect action is the best kind of action. So I'm going to give you this equation. It's your goal weight times 12. So if you're a 220 pound male and you want to weigh 180, you just take 180 times 12. And that's the calorie range that you want to shoot for or the calorie number. 100, 200 calories, give or take is fine. And then after two, three weeks, evaluate, look at the scale. If it went down, fantastic. Keep doing it. If it didn't do nothing for you, 
then you're probably overeating and underreporting calories. And so that, that's what I would tell you to do. Start working out, start logging your foods. Once you're doing that consistently, your goal weight times 12 will give you the calorie goal that you should shoot for. And I promise you, you're going to start losing weight. And guys, just for, for a point of reference, I just did that on my phone, that equation. And like you nailed my diet calories. Like I I've lost gate weight, gain weight over the years, but my dieting calories when I'm trying to come down, <laughs> that equation nailed it perfectly for me. Like that's exactly what I set my calories at. And I lose weight there every time. Love so, it. That's great guys. There it is. That equation is validated. That's what works for me. I haven't used that particular formula to get it there before, but I went to my calories and just subtracted, I think 500 calories originally is what I did. So that works guys is a great jumping off point. Yuri, what is the most important thing you want people to take away from today? That if you're trying to become a better dad, if you're trying to become a better human, better employee, oftentimes we look at, okay, let's read a book on productivity, or I need to read a, you know, book on parenting or marriage. <clears throat> Don't underestimate the impact of you getting your health in order to have on every area of your life. When I lost my 65 pounds, I got two promotions during that time, two pay raises. My marriage got better. My spiritual life got better. As a dad, I felt like I was showing up more powerfully for my kids. And I've just found when I put that mask on myself before serving from an empty cup, I filled up my cup through health and fitness. The way I began to show up in every area of my life just skyrocketed. All right. And so if you're that dad, if you're that guy that's like, I'm always tired, I'm drinking too much, I'm playing too many video games, and that's causing a lot of tension between me and my spouse or me and my kids, you'll be surprised once you start exercising, once you start eating slightly better, you start losing a little bit of weight, if you need to lose a little bit of weight, how you just will show up so much better in every area of your life and your life will drastically change when your health and fitness is in order. And I would go as far as to say that is the first domino that has to fall. Once you make that domino fall where you could say, man, I feel great. I look great. I'm in the best shape of my life and I'm 40 or I'm 35. I promise you, you're going to have more money in your bank account. I promise you, you're going to have deeper, meaningful relationships with your kids, with friends. I promise you, you'll be more effective at your job and career. Just good will come your way. Once you say, you know what, I'm getting my health in order. That's what I want to just encourage you with. Ta tackle that because that's one thing money can't buy is your health, is how you look and feel. But you master that part of your life, everything else is just going to blossom. What's next for Yuri Dorshak? What's next is to continue to impact people's lives. I continue to give them hope that, you know what? My best life, my best body and health is not behind me. It's in front of me. And so I'm just on a mission of shining that light and showing people, look, you're 35, you're 40, you're 45, whatever. You're 30, your best health and physique is not behind you, it's in front of you. And locking hands together and marching forward and showing people that is possible. So I'm gonna just continue doing what I'm doing. No more kids for me, but as far as helping and serving other people, that's what I'm about. Now, we're gonna have all of Yuri's links in the show notes and in the description of the video depending on what platform, whether you're listening to us on the audio show or you're on the video show on YouTube, we will have all that for you. So you can actually hook up with Yuri and find out more about this. He's got an incredible Instagram guys. I follow him. I check out what he's doing over there and we'll have all those links. Now I know it wasn't the great information, but it was this burning question that y'all are all sticking around for. So the term for a group of owls is that a blessing, a terror, a confusion or a parliament. Yuri guessed terror. 
If you guessed parliament, you will be correct. The term for a group of owls is a parliament. Now, I know that's why you guys all stuck around, right? It, it wasn't just the quality of the amazing information that Yuri was sharing with us. No, it couldn't be that. No, just kidding. Yuri, thank you for taking the time to be on the show and hang out with us. And thank you for working with dads, right? As a father, you know, we got our hands full. There's a lot going on. And it is so easy to let our health. In fact, as men is one of the first things we tend to sacrifice is our own health and wellness. So thank you for advocating for us. Thank you for fighting for us and helping walk along with us. Guys, go check out what Yuri's doing. And as always, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.